Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Why the hell not? We're back, yo. It's the Chad and Cheese Podcast, a.k.a. the redheaded stepchild of recruitment news. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Sowash. On this week's show, messaging apps stay red hot and flush with cash. More minimum wage crossfire and what the fuck is the human cloud? No clue. Learn it, live it, love it. And no shirt. No shoes, no (laughs) dice. We'll be right back after this word from Sovereign. Sovereign AI matching is the most sophisticated matching engine on the market because it acts just like a human. You decide exactly how our AI matching engine thinks about each individual transaction. It will find, rank, and sort the best matches according to your criteria. Not only does it deliver the best matches, it tells you how and why it produced them and offers tips to improve the results. Our engine thinks like you, so you don't have to learn how to think like the engine. To learn more about Sovereign AI matching, visit Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N dot com. This is Ed from Philly. You're listening to the Chad and Cheese podcast. Yes! Ed from Philly! Ed, you're dead to me, but I like the soundbite. <laughs> oh, why is he dead to you? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, he crossed the fat guy line with me. <laughs> yeah. Shout outs. Shout outs. Okay. First and foremost, David. Long story David short. Who? I can't tell you. I'm going to try to keep this a little oh, incognito because okay. he's actually, he's he's a talent acquisition professional. He's like a VP of talent acquisition or something like that. Anyway, and you'll understand why. Uh, okay. David was using CareerBuilder at his company, and uh, they were looking at either switching to Monster or staying staying with CareerBuilder. And then he heard our interview with Scott Guts of Monster, the CEO over at Monster. Um, Great interview. While he was negotiating with both of the companies, um, David wanted to know like the source of some of the stats that Scott was coming up with. So he asked his monster rep. And the next thing you know, David's getting a call from Scott. The CEO called. Yeah, the CEO of Monster called. Needless to say. Did he go with Monster? David went with Monster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not just for that reason, but that tipped the scale. Uh, and and he actually said another sale closed on Chad and Cheese podcast. Keep up the good work. Thanks, David. <laughs> so does he want to remain anonymous because he doesn't want to be known as a career builder user? Is that? I'm sure he doesn't want his fucking sales dude, like, you know, <laughs> ringing him off and saying, oh, I heard that this shit happened or something like that. Right. Not to mention it's a very prominent organization. So he probably doesn't want to throw that out there either. Yeah. If you haven't heard the the Scott Guts interview, uh, I think it's our best work. It's good. Uh, go, go search the archives. However, uh, we've got some good shit coming up uh, to be published yet. Uh, that's also pretty good stuff, too. So we're, we're uh-huh. in our sweet spot, man. It's good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> It is, uh, but we do we do have haters, uh, which gets what? me to my my yeah, believe it or not. So gives <laughs> uh, my my first shout out goes to millennial Daniel Crasium. 
Daniel is the uh, chief marketing guy at Find.Jobs, uh, the, juggernaut, where? the juggernaut of a, a vertical job search engine. Anyway. Where? Yeah. So so Daniel doesn't like our cussing. Um, he thinks we're bullies. Now, I don't really care what he thinks about us or the show, but he seemed to somewhat give the impression that uh, people sponsor the show or companies sponsor the show because they're afraid of getting like harassed or bullied by us, which is total bullshit. Like Fuck our sponsors you. love us. We don't threaten people like pay us or we're going to talk shit about you. Like like that I have issue with. So Daniel, you're way off base and you better bring facts when you say shit like that. Not only that, I mean, it's a free country. You don't have to fucking listen to anything you don't want to listen to, asshole. So that makes it very simple. Now, the reason why people do listen uh, is because we're, and this is what our listeners tell us, we're genuine, we're authentic, and we have opinions based in combined 40 years of experience in this fucking industry. So if you don't like it, dude, that's cool. Just don't listen. Go the and fuck they buy away. Us beer and do intros for the show. This is Ed from Philly. You're listening to the Chad and Cheese podcast. <laughs> Ed's a millennial, not to mention yeah. Kyle from Hierology, who always buys us beers at the show. Yeah, thanks, Keith. We appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Zub, uh, who was uh, Great at name. the. TA Tech AI Summit. Uh, he said, Chad, particularly, uh, he was impressed with my ability to throw him a beer and not have it explode upon opening. And, and Jonathan, I'd like to, you know, it's taken years uh, to actually perfect my uh, my technique. So, yes, thank you, sir. Yeah, our fans are like uh, Odell Beckham Jr. there in the, uh, <laughs> in the stands. <laughs> the newest Cleveland Brown. I had to work that in. Oh, um, I'm going to give a shout out to Willie Nelson for two things. He's got the <laughs> coolest name ever. Yes. Uh, works at Talru. I'm not sure what he does there, but he had a comment. Uh, they were they were talking about, I guess, ex new swag or new clothing that they could do. And I requested Daisy Dukes. Yes. Uh, some Talru Daisy Dukes. And he refuted that really quickly and said, no, Daisy Dukes on Cheeseman. So Please. you won't see me rocking Daisy Dukes with a Talru logo anytime soon. Uh, but I'm going to go listen to Willie Nelson's greatest hits after this podcast. <laughs> yes. No Daisy Dukes on Cheeseman, period. Uh, big shout out to Chris over at ISIMS. Uh, quote from, from Chris, uh, I've assigned your podcast, the Chad G's podcast, to all my new hires as mandatory listening if they are coming from outside the industry. They love it. That's great. <laughs> So I know we have a moratorium on shout outs that don't involve people or events. Yes. But I'm going to do a shout out to Tesla who <laughs> launched their dog mode, uh, which is basically leave your car, leave your dog in the car mm -hmm. and it will remain cool for the dog to stay alive and not die. And I think that's just a pretty cool thing to do. And one of those tech things that make people go, yeah, I'm going to buy that because mm -hmm. they have the, these little cool sort of tech gadgets. So shout out to Tesla for giving our furry four legged friends uh, a little TLC dog lovers unite uh, shout out. Okay. This is to all of our employer brand faithful listeners. We love you guys, but we're shaking some shit up. 
We're shaking some shit up. Uh, I've got Douglas Adkin and Chris Nealon and some other gathering podcasts. And we're trying to change the conversation and make sure that uh, nobody gets comfortable in this space. Mm -hmm. We're thinking, we're being more innovative. Some of the opinions that are going to be coming out uh, might be different than what you're used to. I think we need to have just sort of a a smackdown, throwdown punch up with the employment brand folks, which, by the way, brings me into our TA Tech employment marketing or recruitment marketing conference in Chicago, Mm -hmm. uh, where we're going to have some top-notch sort of brand folks on the stage and maybe we can hash out this whole employment brand, is it a thing or not topic, which you and I cover quite extensively. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it is a thing. There's a whole goddamn industry and titles and shit. It's about more of a holistic conversation, I believe. And and I think that is something that we could have on stage and we'll have some, have some fun with. But as you're talking about events... Our, the next event that we're going to be at is Sherm Talent, a couple of uh, engagements on the smart stage. It's funny. They put us on the smart stage. <laughs> thanks. Uh, thanks to our well, buddies. No one would come if it was the dumbass meathead stage. <laughs> no, I think they would. I, yeah, really they probably would. would. You're yeah. right. Uh, thanks, to our buddy. Thank, thanks to our buddy's job case for hooking us up on that one. Uh, Staffing Tech, we're going to be right across the city at Staffing Tech in Nashville as well. And while we are there, guess what, kids? We have the Traveling with Shaker backpacks, which are going to be full. (laughs) They're going to be full of Chad and Cheese first edition T-shirts provided by Emissary.ai. Can I hear it? Come on. First first edition. (laughs) It's a limited edition. like, like Like we're Led Zeppelin. Albums one through four. There's only going to be a hundred of these bad boys going out and then we'll do the next edition and what have you. But emissary.ai, they stepped up and they said, we want to, we want to do something with you guys. And I wanted to do t-shirts and you said it couldn't be done and boom, it's done. No, I just didn't want any part of it. So the shirts are all (laughs) Chad. Yeah. We've got more shirts, more ideas. Like the dude clearly has a closet that's empty because he wants more t-shirts. I want our listeners to have our t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. They're probably, they're nice shirts. Like I'll yeah. give you that. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll throw in that I'll be at ERE in San Diego in nice. April next month doing mm-hmm. uh, a thing on Google for jobs, uh, SEO, if you will. So if you're out there for that, stop by and say hi. Come by and heckle me where you're uh, maybe I'll bring some Chad and cheese t-shirts to ERE. Maybe that's appropriate. I don't know. We'll talk about that one. Uh, <laughs> pods that are coming up. We've got it's Steven brand cheeseman. Steven Rothberg is going to be talking about some Google news. That's going to drop on March 19th. Mark your March calendars. 19th. Google news. He's allowed to talk about this stuff. Dan Finnegan, probably going to drop next week. The CEO of job fight. Awesome stuff couple of gathering pods still out there. We just dropped another one today with Chris Nealon, which is awesome. And uh, we still have a secret Tauru lot of Super uh, podcasts yeah, yeah. That, that are going to be dropping here. Yeah. Uh, who knows when? You're going to have to keep your eyes and ears open. Let's do this. Such an asshole. All right. Let's get into <laughs> it. Facebook re- or, uh, messaging remains hot, dude, not only in our industry, but others. Uh, yes. You're a big fan of Teams. From Microsoft, which have kind of, has kind of come out of nowhere, like Slack and Facebook, and now you're like really onto Teams. What's what's up with that? I, I just think it's incredibly smart for organizations like Microsoft 
And as we see with Google and Hire, I mean, they've they have the suite, and then they start adding these different elements to suite. And in this case, Microsoft Teams now has more than four hundred and twenty thousand corporate customers, and that they they've like doubled adoption in six months. Uh, Slack has 8 million paid users and now Workplace by Facebook has uh, 2 million paid users. So, I mean, there's a lot of hotness that's happening here, but I'm hot. I I like Microsoft Teams just from the standpoint of it's part of your daily routine, your Microsoft suite, what you use. Uh, Again, it's a lifestyle kind of suite of of products that that Microsoft has, where Slack isn't. It's out there by itself, Mm -hmm. waiting for Google to acquire it. Does Teams integrate with LinkedIn, or do you think it will at some point? That's a a great question, because (laughs) I don't know. I think it would be really cool for um, recruiters to be able to utilize Teams uh, within LinkedIn, possibly. Uh, maybe they can do that now. If you're a recruiter out there and you're currently doing that with Microsoft Teams and LinkedIn, let us know. But I think that would be incredibly cool for uh, for talent acquisition to be able to do those types of things within uh, the Microsoft suite, which you know LinkedIn is kind of on the fringes integrated with. Yeah, you know, InMail is so sort of important to LinkedIn's DNA and revenue, yeah. but. I, I hear very little positive about InMail in terms of, you know, replies and an engagement. Like it seems it seems that a messaging integration at some point like has yeah. to happen with LinkedIn if it's going to keep up with sort of everyone else that's integrating uh, messaging tools and text messaging. So from my standpoint, you know, you have to ask yourself, why are these platforms growing? And and, and it goes back to, to email and kind of like old style messaging. And I think number one, it's immediacy. You have all of these individuals connected into an instant messenger type of environment where you're sharing documents and you're collaborating and so on and so forth. So immediacy. Number two, the virtualness of work nowadays. And then number three, because we're fucking humans, immediacy. (laughs) We have to have it now. Did you just make up a word, virtualness? Yeah, we do that around here. Messaging is nuts. If you go to the app store and look at like the top 10 most popular apps, like half of them are still messaging. Yeah. It's still still WeChat. It's still Facebook Messenger. I mean, Snapchat is still technically, in my mind, a messaging app. I mean, messaging on Instagram. It's just such a huge part of what we do. Um, and, and clearly the money trail that we see, uh, all signs point to this is going to remain the future uh, for the foreseeable future. Yeah. And, and AI, I think, wrapped into that. And we're hearing, you know, in our interview at, at TA Tech, and if you haven't heard sort of the two-part series on that, uh, you should. You know, we talk about is chatbot, uh, a, you know, is that a dirty word? And I think all yeah. these platforms are moving beyond we're a chatbot to where we're like an entire platform for communication, et cetera. Um, and AI is obviously thrown out. But I saw a report uh, this past week that they're they're saying that 15 trillion uh, in revenue will be produced by 2030. So you're seeing you know all these solutions that it's just the tip of the iceberg. Um, I mean, this is like 1999 on the internet when you're looking at AI and, and all this stuff that's going on. But anyway, there's some uh, some news out of the messaging app world from recruitment. It's obviously hot in in general, um, but Paradox, our friends over at Olivia, uh, formerly jobbing, formerly recruiting, uh, raised thirteen point thirty four million uh, this past week, which is sort of an odd number 
to raise. Yeah, 13.34. Yeah. But anyway, uh, in addition to that, they're also opening offices in Chicago and Dallas, in addition to the office uh, there in Phoenix, as well as uh, Wade and Wendy. For those of you who listen to The Shred, and if you're subscribed, you do get The Shred, uh, raised $7.6 million, uh, And this is an, in addition, of course, to Canvas and Text Recruit being acquired uh, the past year or two. Definitely, you take a look at messaging in our space. It's different from the overarching kind of like Teams and Slack and so on and so forth, um, but it's the same from the standpoint of immediacy for candidates. Mm-hmm. And you've got all these, again, you talked about, talk about Canvas uh, and Jobvite being acquired by Jobvite, Text Recruit being acquired by ISMs. Uh, and then you have some some other big players out there, Maya, Olivia, Zora, Wade and Wendy, Emissary, uh, and then our buddies over there at Talk Push, where they're more on the global scale, which is really cool. Yep. But dude, it's amazing the amount of money. I mean, that's being focused into really the messaging space. And from my standpoint, I'm and I've said this before, I am really excited about like the matching kind of, you know, auto sourcing side of the house, but you're just not seeing the love yeah as much as you are with messaging yeah what i'm hearing what i'm hearing around messaging is you know you're going to start seeing 100 million plus acquisition price tags on some of these folks and that's a prediction but it's by someone that i respect so yeah. don't be shocked to see those kinds of numbers coming down the pike um, and it makes sense like look we know we know that 95% open rates are real we know that yeah. you know we know that 90% respond uh, within 15 minutes of receipt, uh, we know that uh, conquering ghosting is a thing with with messaging. Like yep. that's real dollars and cents that companies are are benefiting from by using these services. Now, my question is, you know, every job board has an ATS now. When is every job site going to have like a messaging component? as part of its its uh, offering, because I think that's coming as well. Yeah, you have to take a look at some of those. I mean, I, I think Indeed would be the, the, the first one that would, would want to look at something like that yeah. uh, to make it easier uh, to have those communications. Uh, so if you're out there, Indeed, uh, yeah, it's probably a good idea. If you haven't yet, I don't know. Why don't you give us a call? We'll talk about it. Um, <laughs> or give us a call anyway. I mean, the ecosystems, the monster ecosystems of, of you know, 10 years ago or 15 years ago, were much different uh, than they are today. I don't see them as big of players, so I don't know. I, I, I think integrations is is really where it's at. So they're not going to look at acquiring Career Builder or Monster, not acquiring these types of uh, platforms, but going through integrations uh, to make yeah. it easier um, within the applicant tracking system. So yeah, I don't I don't see any of that happening. It's all around partnership right now because they don't have the cash to do it. I mean, to me, it seems like a no-brainer. You know, instead of career builder, career builder creating like augmented augmented reality, <laughs> where you point your cam, you know, your phone at the street and you see jobs. Like, why don't they integrate a messaging app where you can look at candidates on career builder, and if they download the app and are online, you get a you know like a green light. And then you can message them directly through the Career Builder app. Like to me, that seems like a much better use of your tech talent mm-hmm. than doing some augmented reality bullshit. Well, I think the platforms that that would do really well on are like the working, not working platform. So we talked to Justin Genak, um, who is the founder of Working Not Working. It's a it's a a freelancer uh, type of platform, but it is incredibly niche. 
and it's only for the design and creative types. Uh, so for agencies to be able to reach out to them very quickly, right? I think that is perfect, a perfect opportunity to be able to do those types of integrations. I just don't know that the general job boards per se right now, they have so much technical debt and to be able to, to start to integrate something like this, I just don't see it happening. Again, they're focusing on virtual reality or augmented reality and putting videos on job postings. But you agree it would be smart? Maybe to do that. I mean, if I have the monster app and I'm getting, me I'm getting messages from recruiters and I'm messaging them through the monster app, like that seems smart to me. It's hard. <laughs> it's really hard for me to see Are that. Are you surprised and impressed that Facebook at work has 2 million paid user or paying users? Oh, I'm very surprised. I mean, it, again, <laughs> to see Microsoft turn, flip the switch, to see Facebook flip the switch. This to me definitely demonstrates that the, the canvas and the text recruit, what we're seeing right now, especially in our industry, mm -hmm. it is just starting to heat up because the applicant tracking systems or the CRMs or the RMPs or what or the, or the ecosystems that don't have these types of platforms, they need to have them now. 15 trillion by 2030, get cool. on the AI bus. All is not rosy for Facebook, however, my friend. No, it's not. My, They're slipping. My follically challenged friend. They're slipping. Uh, news out of this week, they're losing members uh, at a pretty yeah. rapid pace. They have 15 fewer, 15 million fewer uh, over 2017. Um, you had a great chart, which we can't show on a podcast, but it, it shows, <laughs> I think it shows from like 2015-ish maybe, yeah. uh, sort of the, the decline in growth of Facebook. Um, the good news for them is Instagram continues to grow at a pretty healthy pace. Uh, Slack is, or uh, Snapchat is growing fairly slowly, I mm -hmm. think over that period. And Twitter is like just dead. I mean, it's just not moving at all. But if you're Facebook, what do you do? Like you had a friend that quit because there's no joy in Facebook, <laughs> which I kind of tend to agree. Like I go to Facebook because I get alerts saying I was, I was tagged in a photo. Yeah. Um, or, you know, I like family keeping up with family, but I'm usually tagged in photos or mentioned photos of kids, but the news story sharing and stuff, it's sort of getting tired, I guess. You're seeing a rise in the 55 plus side where you're seeing mm -hmm. a trend, uh, downward trend for the individuals who are, you know, yeah, this, the 16 to 24, yeah, I mean, that's amazing is, uh, is where the most loss happens. Now, as, as we were talking to, I'll, I'll tease a little bit, but we talked to CEO of Jobvite, Dan Finnegan, mm -hmm. uh, this week, which we'll publish uh, fairly soon, I assume. And he, he has a son who's, a, I don't know, a rookie, a first-timer engineer, yeah. is not on Facebook, doesn't email, and doesn't really talk on the phone much, which kind of goes back to messaging. Yes. But if, if social media starts to slip as a way to connect... Um, as a recruiting tool, I don't know what it is other than maybe an advertising platform as well as maybe sourcing. But the, you know, the days of like, Hey, let's put our jobs on Facebook or, you know, let's, uh, let's, let's put a share button on all of our jobs seems to be over. Yeah. From a social standpoint, I mean, you're seeing the growth in the different, the, the other platforms where again, the downward trend of, of Facebook, there are there's always going to be a way to find somebody. I mean, they're, they're, they're not going to get closed off. I mean, we're more connected than we ever have been. It's just mm -hmm. us to, up to us 
uh, to be able to understand from a demographic standpoint, especially uh, how we can connect with those individuals, engage them in a very relevant way. That's been it's been our, our issue for decades now is we know how to get in touch with people. We just send shit messages. They're not relevant. We want to be able to send relevant messages because we understand that those individuals are now being impacted by our brand, either in a positive or a negative way. And we're just now starting to figure that shit out, which is fucking mind numbing. Um, Speaking of messaging, why don't we get a word from Canvas and we'll talk about minimum wage in the human cloud. I love it. Canvas is the world's first intelligent text-based interviewing platform, empowering recruiters to engage, screen, and coordinate logistics via text, and so much more. We keep the human, that's you, at the center, while CanvasBot is at your side adding automation to your workflow. Canvas leverages the latest in machine learning technology and has powerful integrations that help you make the most of every minute of your day. Easily amplify your employment brand with your newest culture video or add some personality to the mix by firing off a Bitmoji. We make compliance easy and are laser focused on recruiter success. Request a demo at gocanvas.io and in 20 minutes, we'll show you how to text at the speed of talent. That's gocanvas.io. Get ready to text at the speed of talent. Do we have Amon next week? Yeah, yeah. I'd see Amon and ask him ask him if they're going to keep that URL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when will you become canvas.jobbyte.com? <laughs> yeah, Amon's a great interview, great guy. Uh, first time we've talked to him since the acquisition. So we're, we're hoping to get some, some good content for our listeners in the coming week. We only get good content from Amon. That's true. <laughs> and from us, by the way. Okay. We've never had a shitty show. <laughs> You're such an asshole. Ask Steven Rothberg, who said he's listened to every single fucking show. That's crazy. He has. He has, which is why we're buying him some therapy. <laughs> uh, sponsored by... No, I'm kidding. Minimum wage. Our favorite topic. It's a thing. Yeah. It's stupid. No, it's not stupid. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not stupid. So wherever there's a, a regulation, private business will find a way or try to find a way around it. So we have news from last week that Whole Foods, and I believe Amazon as well, who owns Whole, Fo- Whole Foods? Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Whole Foods. Nothing, you know, nothing there. But they're, they're $15 an hour, but they're messing around with scheduling so that employees are bitching that they're actually making less because of the scheduling sort of engineering that the company's doing yeah. uh, to pay people less. Yeah. To me, this is a this is a unfortunate byproduct of the world. Like government says this, can we get around it? We see it in tax code. We see it pretty much everywhere. And min- minimum wage is no different. We'll see this from certain uh, organizations. Amazon, uh, Jeff Bezos is a cheap bastard. He always has been, and he's definitely going to do this from an optics standpoint. But we're seeing that there are many cities and other companies that have been doing this that haven't been chopping back on hours. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing is if it is regulated to $15, uh, it's not yet. 
but Walmart, Costco, Amazon, Target, and there's a long list of companies who right now feel like they need to do it because of the market pressure for winning candidates. Um, they're doing it, right? Which is how it should work. Yeah. Well, to an extent. It should be driven by the market. To an extent. Not, I mean, in some cases. I mean, there's, there's a, a wage where somebody does a full day's work and they should be able to feed their family off of it. And doing that on $7 in some... What? Then ditch the job at Arby's and go work at Walmart. Some of these people aren't as, uh, as socioeconomically advanced as other people. I guarantee if there's an Arby's on the corner, there's a Walmart on the other corner. I agree. But again, they're not all paying $15 an hour. So go work where they are paying 15 and then that'll, that'll force Arby's to pay 15 because so they're losing easy. people to in, Walmart. In some cases, these people, it's not <laughs> Government that intervention isn't easy either. It's not that easy. Regulation. Either is government intervention. Yeah. In some cases, yeah. To, what's the government here for in the first place other than this should be to take care of the people, right? So if capitalism is not taking care of the people and people aren't actually it's getting pretty- a, wait a minute, a working a, a wage <laughs> that can actually help their family put food on the table, then th- that's not a bad thing. Not to mention, I think we, we, we forget that the money that, that are being paid to these individuals don't go into, unfortunately, into 401k or stock options or shit like that or buying back stock. It actually goes back into the economy. So if you give somebody $2 raise, $3 raise, whatever it is, that's not going to just stay in their bank account. That's going to be paying, that's going to be out there paying for stuff, which means it actually drives the economy more. Like competition. Yeah. So like what, like trickle down Costco and Walmart pay $15 an hour. <laughs> so, so another, another byproduct of this negatively uh-huh. is you get, you get, and you get Jeff Bezos who says like, screw people. Yeah. I want people to walk into Whole Foods with a smartphone, pick up what they need and walk out and have as minimal human interaction as possible, which is what we're seeing with his grocery shops. And you think that that has anything to do with what he's paying the human beings right now? Because he's going to do it no matter what he's paying them, because it's going to be more efficient. he doesn't want to pay them. He doesn't want to pay them. It doesn't matter what pay is. $15, $13, right? He's still going to do that because it's more efficient and he gets to put more money toward the bottom line because he doesn't have to pay human beings. So the $15, the $15 wage isn't really, it's, it's an excuse more than it is anything else because he's going to do it. It's a temporary inconvenience for him. Yeah, that's it. Because he's still doing it. He's already talked about putting fucking drones up to do delivery and shit like that. Which we're way long away from happening. <laughs> Maybe. But there are robots in warehouses stocking shit and moving shit. Like that's for yeah. real, real. Yeah. So in, in our Kroger, our local Kroger, they uh, had four lanes of the check, check yourself out types of service, right? They doubled mm-hmm. that shit. Yep. So yeah, we're starting to roll into that no matter what. So None of this is going to be blamed on a $15 an hour wage. This shit was going to happen anyway because, go figure, there's more to the bottom line. The human friction in the system is a bitch because people get sick. People have you know other things to take care of like sick kids and whatnot. Uh, so companies are like, fuck that. We're going to put in uh, automation. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what the wage is. Nobody will have a job anyway. The big question is... <laughs> 
when nobody has a job, who's going to pay for the shit? Go to the cloud, people. <laughs> Go to the cloud. So what the fuck is a human cloud? I've heard it twice in the last month. So it's got to be something. Uh, it's basically, yeah, platforms. Like you mentioned, work I, not working. Yeah, yeah, working not working. So the only reason the only reason I even started reading this, this uh, article is because I had no fucking clue what the human cloud was. And it said staffing disruption. And the source of this is the, the staffing industry analyst. So the human cloud includes online staffing firms such as Upwork, freelancer, crowdsourcers like 99designs, Uber, Working Not Working, Communo. I mean, all these different types of platforms and staffing feels like there's going to be a huge impact on them. Because finding people will be easy because there'll be marketplaces of people in the cloud Mm -hmm. that will fill roles, basically? Well, not only that, they're seeing that adoption or the interest to adopt has jumped dramatically. So it's 53% in 2018, where it was just 21% in 2017. So in 2017, you know, around 20-ish percent of people were like, yeah, no, I'm interested in that. I'd really like to see what we can do with that. Now over half. So that's growing quickly. And it's likely that traditional staffing and the pure human cloud will combine. I mean, they're going to have to. Staffing is going to have to. RPO is going to have to actually start looking at these platforms and either start developing it themselves Mm -hmm. or acquiring. Is LinkedIn a human cloud? No, because it's not on demand, like an Uber or a working.working or something like that, right? So it's, you know, if I go to Communo, I think that, you know, that's more marketing specific uh, and, and they work with agencies anyway. Or like plated, plated as restaurant. Yeah, it's 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 prepared. on demand, right? Yeah, and yep. and LinkedIn's not really on demand. Okay, so that's that. It'd be interesting to see what staffing does because once again, trying to separate staffing from talent acquisition, staffing and RPO, it's their business. Let's hear. Uh, let's see what Job Ad X is up to, and we'll talk about remote uproars and Mamazonians. <laughs> what? I know, right? Stay tuned. This is the sound of job search. This is the sound of job search defeat. Job search can be frustrating. Job seekers run into the same irrelevant ads, page after page before they find a match. When job seekers aren't engaged, conversions are low, budgets are wasted, jobs go unfilled, no one wins. But job search doesn't have to be defeating. JobEdX's Smart Search Exchange references 400 data points to select the most targeted jobs and delivers what job seekers really want to premium ad units across our network. Score! That's the sound of JobEdX's relevant results, attracting a qualified candidate and filling your job faster. Find out how to improve your job advertising campaigns and increase candidate attraction and engagement by emailing us at join us at jobadx.com. Job addicts. Together, we can save job search. Are you sure that's not you going? Ugh. Yeah, no, it's not me. Unfortunately, I <laughs> I, uh, I I pitched to Tim Hawk when we were in Arizona at the TA Tech yeah. AI that I would actually do some insertions of instead of score and be like, "Fuck yeah!" And you know, that, such an asshole. Yeah, and that's what I got. It's like, no, that's that's <laughs> that, 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 that's off brand. Team I think that America. Was, yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> 
Dude, employees are unhappy. What about? What about this time? Word out of Bank of New York Mellon. Yeah. Uh, they put the smack down on remote work and the pitchforks came out, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Which, you know, you can't give freedom and then take it away. Like, if humankind history has taught us anything, once you make someone free and give them freedom, they don't give it back very easily. Yes. So, yeah. That's the story. I got nothing else. Uh, Mamazonians are another part of uh, the angry mob of uh, workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mamazonians, which is the uh, the nickname Amazonian employees that are female and have children, are getting. I don't think that's an internal nickname. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the writer came up with Mamazonians or this is just something that uh, that that. It's it's not a very flattering no. uh, yeah. name, like. But Mamazonians are are basically clamoring for childcare uh, as an Amazon employee, mm-hmm. um, and we're seeing this throughout the workforce, yeah. right? Like people want more benefits, they want more stuff, they want freedom, and if you don't give it to them, they're going to go somewhere else. Well, yeah, and and as we were talking about with wages, this is also flexibility, and flexibility rates higher than in some cases in than wage when it comes to um, mid level types of of positions, and. To be able to like BNY Mellon to take away and say, no, you can't work from home anymore. That's a big fuck you. And, and, and many of those, those individuals will leave for other jobs. And in this case, you know, moms are asking for, you know, some, some, they feel basic uh, benefits that they see other companies actually providing. And again, we're talking about Jeff Bezos, who's, uh, I mean, he's very stingy on just about everything. That's one of the reasons why he's the richest man in the world, I guess. But uh, but if in this market, he doesn't start to, or they don't start to, those types of companies don't start to uh, meet the needs of their employees, what do you think is going to happen? People are expecting more in companies because of low unemployment and the war for talent, like they're willing to do it. And I think it's going to be really hard once the next recession hits to like make people wear ties again. And make people come in the office. I don't again. think so. I think here's a word of caution. These stories are really just giving the people insights to what their employers really want to do. If and when the market does flip, and it will flip, it's they're, they're going to do what they want. So the the days of you working virtual and BNY Mellon says, "Hey, you're coming back in the office," you kind of feel like you have no choice. So if you see a company in this kind of market demonstrating those types of behaviors uh, when it flips it, they're going to because they're going to they're going to have the quote unquote control at that point so i'd start looking for a new gig at this point fuck it and we're seeing companies like trying to get in like this trend and try to get into sort of hey our product can help with sort of the way people are now. And uh, yeah. I don't know if you're familiar, we're, neither one of us is a smoker, no. but there's this, there's this product called Juul that's like super hot uh, with, with, ch- with kids. Yeah. I want to say children, but with kids and young people. Mm-hmm. And it's, I guess it's, is it vaping? I don't know. Is it the same as vaping? I, I, or? I think so. I think it's just compartmentalized kind of vape. Yeah. It's a quote unquote healthier nicotine, uh, <laughs> you know, Whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, Jewel to I guess to their credit, uh, they want to sell more jewels. So they're going to companies and saying, "Hey, uh, add us as a health benefit in light of helping people quit smoking." So I guess Jewel can be used as sort of a bridge between like hardcore smoker 
and stopping smoking. So now Juul is going to companies and, and pitching it as a health benefit, which I find quite ironic. Yeah, I don't think it's nicotine free. They, maybe they have some of them that are nicotine free, but I, I think that still has the nicotine. It just doesn't have the tar and, and all the other happy horseshit. But yeah. it has nicotine, which is the addictive piece. Uh, and that's uh, that's never good. So yeah, fuck you, Jewel. Yeah, I think I feel like the the patch folks are missing out. I feel like the nicotine patch people <laughs> should be pitching companies, and I should be able to go to the break room and put a little nicotine patch on my arm and get a fix before that sales call at noon. I don't know that you have to go anywhere to do that. (laughs) But companies should give it out for free as a benefit is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I agree. Just as long as they don't put like a belt of them on. (laughs) Yeah, and they should put them right next to the condoms and and the, uh, the Red Bull. And the Nutty Buddies. Yeah, the Nutter Butters. What do you got against Nutter Butters, man? Nothing. I'm just saying free food. They have free food in there too. Just don't put in the chickens because chickens are killing people. Yeah. Um, All right. Moving on. Uh, A little bit of news here before we put this show out of its misery. Uh, ZipRecruiter announced that they'll be going to Canada or have launched in Canada. And listeners will remember that Indeed uh, acquired Workology last year. Workopolis. Uh, And we had we had sort of heard on the download that Indeed bought Workology. Workopolis. Workopolis. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Dude, it's it's late. Uh, that they did it as sort of what you call a cock block uh, yeah. to keep ZipRecruiter out of Canada. Well, ZipRecruiter said, fuck you, we're coming anyway, uh, and launched uh, in the, the the Great White North last week. Yeah, I, I think it's it's interesting because our intel, our sources tell us that Zip had a, um, a pretty much a deal on the table with Workopolis, which would have kept all the employees intact. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they would have just switched over to the Zip brand. And in this case, right now, what we're seeing is Indeed is really, it's almost like smothering Workopolis. I, I, I believe, and, and the thought is from people who used to work there, mm-hmm. is that they're just trying to drain it and they're just going to kill the brand overall and just switch it over to Indeed Canada. They, they cock-blocked Zip uh, for a little while, but Zip still found their way in. Yep. And another show tease, we've got Ian, CEO of uh, ZipRecruiter, on the show in about a week or two. So I'm- Knock on wood. All right. Who got money last week and or this week? Paradox got $13 million we talked about. $13.34 million, I believe. What's is that? The no- $13.34 million, I believe, is the number. <laughs> what the f- Okay. Uh, <laughs> Wade and Wendy got $7.6 million. So a couple of- uh, uh, chatbot-ish types of platforms. Instawork, which is a gig work platform for hospitality, uh, they received $8.2 million. Hi Bob, that's H-I-B-O-B, not Hibob. It looks like Hibob. Like it's a very, it, it it's a very it interesting brand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, they, they received $20 million and it's an employee management type of a system, I guess, yeah. which has great UX because none of the other ones have great UX. Which brings their total to $45 million. $45 million. Nothing, to, yeah. nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. And then you brought this company gem yeah. to <laughs> gem. I'm like, what the fuck is gem? And then, you know, it, it's, it's Zen Sorcer. So we've heard of Zen Sorcer. Didn't yep. know that they acquired gem.com, which is huge. That's, you wonder- It's G E M. Yeah. Gem, it's yes. more, it's more, as I reminded you, the cartoon from the eighties, oh, where the, the female, the rock band 
uh, tore it up as opposed to JIM, which is a bad piece of beef jerky. I watched uh, He-Man, uh, the Masters of the Universe, while you He-Man were watching Jam. Yeah. While you're watching Jam, um, but Jam <laughs> rebranded. I mean, Zen Zen Sorcerer, I think. Yeah, rebranded to Jam, and I think that domain is pretty fucking hot. It's easy. Uh, it's three letters. Yeah, and it's a dot com. I wonder these, how much money they paid for that. These guys, hands down, win the best like URL domain name combo. That's pretty awesome. Uh, we give Canvas a hard time because their URL is gocanvas.io. Like gym.com is fantastic. Like to get yes. a three character domain today, a dot com, uh, that's a that's a common word is really awesome. So they probably spent most of that nine million on the domain. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then uh, whatever's left over, they'll, they'll grow the business. But uh, congrats to all those companies raising money and making shit happen. And we out. We thankfully are out. This is Ed from Philly. You're listening to the Chad and Cheese podcast. Hi, I'm Tristan. Thanks for listening to my stepdad, the Chad and his goofy friend Cheese. You've been listening to the Chad and Cheese podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on all the knowledge dropping that's happening up in here. They made me say that. The most important part is to check out our sponsors because I need new track spikes. You know, the expensive shiny gold pair that are extra because, well, I'm extra. For more, visit chatcheese.com. Such an asshole. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary, yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you, and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.